Hello everyone, my name is Gareth Rafferty and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. This week has been a roller coaster of a week. It started off with rejection, threw in a little bit of nervousness and failure, and then, well, we get to where we are today. Welcome back to the podcast. If you've been here before, this is episode 25 of the second chapter. I'm here in a small box room, the same as normal, and it's 4pm in the afternoon here on Sunday the 14th of July. Surprisingly this week, I have actually managed to lose what day I am on. One day I thought it was Friday, the next day I thought it was Monday. And I'm sure there's lots of you out there that will be able to understand what I'm talking about. Some days you just completely forget what day you're on. Just like me, I went to the dentist on Friday and I could have sworn that it was Monday. But we are here today on the 14th and I've got some stories to tell you from what's gone on this week. So running straight into it, Monday... Monday this week came with a whirlwind of things, a whirlwind of emotions and a lot of rushing around on Sunday night. So to start off on Sunday night, I had an interview on Monday morning, Monday the 8th, and this interview was for a placement. So for those of you that don't know, I am a second year student that's currently looking for a one year full term job in some form of social media content creation type role. And I had an interview on Monday morning in London. I don't really live near London, but I realized that on Sunday night I couldn't find my shoes. And obviously that caused a few problems because I had suit trousers, a nice shirt, but no shoes. Turns out my shoes are in storage because when I moved into my girlfriend's, I had to put a lot of my things in storage. And so that led to some problems. I ended up Monday morning getting the train down to London, Oxford Street, as most of you will know, is the hustle and bustle of London, and it's where everyone goes for the shopping. And I had to walk through Oxford Street in the morning, so I ran into Primark. And for those of you that don't know what Primark is, it's like a a really cheap store they sell a lot of different things for really cheap mainly clothing and i managed to pick myself up a pair of formal shoes for about 15 pounds so i had to run into there just before going into an interview swapping my trainers out for these nice shoes and chucking my trainers in the bin i managed to just about make it in time leaving myself about three minutes before my interview was supposed to start and That meant I had no time really to think about what I'm actually going to say in this interview. I got to the doors of the building, feeling slightly nervous, trying to sort myself out because I've been rushing and I've sweat patches and all the rest of it. And I walked into this building and the woman that was on the desk, she was on her mobile phone. She was on a phone call to whoever she was on a phone call to. And then... I told her who I was looking for and what the company was and I was told to sit down and she would contact the company to come and come down and get me. So I sat there 
10 minutes later, by now it was about five minutes past the time I was supposed to start the interview. I was asked who the company was again that I was trying to get in contact with, which basically meant that it made me look as if I was 10 to 15 minutes late to the interview, which wasn't a great start. I got into the interview and I was slightly nervous and that's where it all went downhill. I messed up the interview. I didn't feel confident when I left the interview and every single answer that I gave was not the best to be completely honest with you, but it happened and they said, we will get back to you. And most of you will know if you've had a job before that when someone says they go back to you, it never feels promising. And so then the next day I sent a follow-up email and I got an email from them saying, thanks for the follow-up. Unfortunately, you haven't got the role. And I understood. So that's where this week started. The Hudson and Bus of London, along with rushing to get some shoes, which then ended in rejection. So that happened. However, I did learn from that experience because I learned that, well, I definitely need to make sure that my that I have clothes before the night before the interview. And secondly, I learned that sometimes I need to kind of focus because on that day my head was everywhere. When it came to Tuesday, Tuesday was a bit more of a relaxed day. Me and my girlfriend Hannah, we went to Coventry, which is about 45 minutes away from where we live. And Hannah had her interview. Everything went really, really well. And then we got on to Wednesday, which Wednesday was a day filled with nerves and a lot of emotions and also a lot of rushing. Starting off Monday morning, I had to travel to Birmingham, which is about half an hour away. It's known as the second capital of the UK. And the reason I was traveling to Birmingham was because I had a public speaking event. And those of you that follow me on my social media channels, you'll know that this was a very big event for me, 500 people. And that's the biggest audience I've ever spoke in front of. Now, I was really nervous for this day because the people that were running the event asked me to provide a script. And we'd sent a few drafts backwards and forwards, but I've never really been a script kind of guy. I've always winged what I was going to say and I've always just kind of known what I'm going to say, but never had a specific set of words and a particular order of words I was going to say. And I didn't actually, when I got up to speak, I didn't actually speak my words in those order. In, I didn't actually read off the script. I still went a bit freelance, if you want to call it that. And... I just mentioned the points that were on the script, but I used my own words to form it. And I was extremely nervous beforehand because this event had um, sloped seats, which I'd never ever experienced. It had lots of lights and a huge stage and big cameras. And it was crazy. I was super nervous, even though it was only a five minute talk. And I actually really, really enjoyed it. I sat around for a few hours on my laptop doing a bit of work. And when I finally sat in the room 
as the productions were on before it was my turn to be on the stage, I started to get really, really nervous at this point. And I was thinking about what I was going to say, but I also didn't know how it was going to go. And I didn't know whether the audience of young people were going to be engaged by my story. And so when I finally got called up to speak, they said something along the lines of, and now we have a young person, Gareth Rafferty. And they said a little bit about me and I walked up and after hearing the person speak before me, who spoke for five minutes, I was nervous. Because this woman before me, she nailed her speech. Absolutely nailed it. Which added pressure to me because... I felt like I was expected to have a high performance and young people is not where my speciality lies in regards to speaking. So I went for it and I did my best. But when I started speaking, when I started looking around the audience, I couldn't actually see the audience because the lights were on my face. All I could see was darkness. And when I finally got on that stage and started speaking to the people, I realized that I didn't know where I was looking. I looked to the top left, I looked to the bottom right, and I didn't really know how far the margins were before there were no people there. And in my head, this was one thing that was ticking away at the back. But at the forefront of my mind, I was piecing every word, one by one, putting it together to craft an amazing story. And this time was the first time I've ever fully felt in control. And the reason I was feeling extra nervous was because the last quite big speech I did, which was to 400 people, which was last year, I didn't walk away feeling fulfilled. I walked away feeling like I could have done better. And so when I finally got up on stage and started speaking and crafting my story to tell the young people, I really felt in control. And the biggest thing I learned from that day is that sometimes you may be nervous and sometimes you may be scared and you may feel sick because you don't have a clue what's going to happen, but you just have to face it and keep on moving. And then later on in the day, as soon as I'd finished my speech, I had a massive smile on my face and I felt like I had done well and I was fulfilled. I had to say bye to the other person that spoke and rush off to go and see my old foster family and my old foster carers, as well as my sister, back the other side of Wolverhampton, which took me about 40 minutes on the tram. And then I had to get a taxi and I was half an hour late. I haven't seen these people in about two to three years and besides my sister, of course, but it, I was actually quite nervous to see them because of how long it has been since I saw them and actually it was really really nice to see them and obviously it was nice to see my sister and my niece but yeah it was such a rush once I finished my speech that like I felt so fulfilled but I didn't have any time to really embrace that fulfillment and I think embracing what you've done is really really important I probably managed to do it for about two minutes before I had to run off to go to the next thing. But at the end of that day, I I was quite happy, quite happy where I was sitting and quite happy where my head was. And 
how the speech went because it now means that my largest amount of people I've spoken in front of is about 500 people and I've got to up my game for the next one. The stage was so big and the audience, that room could have easily fit a thousand people, but it was such a great experience. Now I'm waiting to see when my next one will be. And I think I'm going to be speaking to some marketing people at the end of August. We haven't set a date yet, but I'm looking forward to it. The topics are completely different. When I was speaking in front of 500 people, it was about foster care and trying to inspire people. Whereas when I talk in August, it will be more about podcasting and the social media industry. So two completely different topics, completely different audiences, but I'm excited for it. And I think although my public speaking events about me being in foster care are changing as I'm starting to come out of the foster care system, I think that's always going to be a part of me. And sharing that story is going to change as I move on throughout my life. But being in foster care is always going to be a part of who I am. And I'm definitely... I definitely still want to do those inspiring public speaking talks now and again because it's always great to inspire and aim to change someone's life. And if I say something that resonates with one person, that could lead to one person making a change in their life and inspiring another person, which then snowballs into a thousand people feeling motivated and inspired and wanting to change their lives. So Wednesday, Wednesday was probably my best day this week and then as we came to the later part of this week I started to realize that I need to start working more on my company along with assistance and guidance from some of the closest people around me they helped me realize that I need to start putting more work into my company and really getting my act together because recently I've been focusing a lot on trying to get a placement and I've let the company slip and my head hasn't really been anywhere useful. So after I finish this podcast and put this podcast out, what I'm going to do is actually start a routine. I'm going to plan out a routine, either on Excel or a sheet of paper and print it off and put it on the wall. Because for me to work efficiently, I need to basically have a schedule so I have something to follow, even if it's only briefly, even if it's not every second of the day correct. Just having something to follow is really going to help me progress my company. Because at the moment, I'm struggling to juggle my personal brand, the business brand, and also try and look for a placement at the same time. I'm not really 100% sure on sales, as I mentioned in the previous episode. And on Friday of this week, it wasn't Friday this week, on Saturday this week, which was yesterday, I had a call with a good friend of mine called Evans Duran. I've had a call with him earlier on in this podcast and you guys have been part of that. If you would like to listen to his episode, his episode is episode eight of the chapter two and it's called Redefined. Redefine, sorry. And he's such a great guy and he's really, he really knows a lot about sales along with another one of my friends, which he, um, his name is Luke Williams. 
I went to Evans and I asked him a few questions about sales and he's going to help me really define my pitch and learn a lot more about how to pitch the company and how to start getting the ball rolling in regards to the sales side of things of the company. The other thing I'm focusing on over the next few weeks, months, etc., is really building my podcast knowledge to make sure that I know a lot, lot more about podcasting and social media because I have my knowledge there, but there's always room to improve. And at the moment, I've been focusing on business, but now I really think it's time for me to start settling down after having conversations with people around me. Um, I really think it's time for me to start reading a lot more about my industry and starting to build that specialist knowledge that not everyone would know. I think that will help progress myself, but also help progress the company, which is super, super important. Recently, I've been focusing a lot on I need to make that first sale, but there's also other things I need to think about, such as obviously that building my knowledge. Because when I build my knowledge and I share my knowledge with others, that will help other people see that I know what I'm talking about. And then that could lead to, well, a lead really, and lead to someone wanting to pay for my services and my company's help. So that's where I'm at at the moment. There's quite, like, it's been a very, very busy week. Um, I've been here, there and everywhere, London, Coventry, Birmingham. And over the next few weeks, I haven't really got much planned. I am definitely going to have to go out and buy a lot of podcasting books because that's something I've definitely got to do. And that's where my knowledge is going to be coming from. I do also have something that I would advise if you're starting a company to do, um, especially a company that's um, ever-changing like social media and the podcasting industry to put a bookmark on your laptop or your phone where you scroll for the internet and find places where you can constantly find news about your industry and bookmark them into a little folder. So mine's called Podcast Research and I put all the links in there. And then if I ever need to like refresh my knowledge for today, for example, about what's gone on in the past 24, 48 hours about podcasting, then I can go to multiple of these sites and see what's going on. I definitely recommend that for you guys. That's one of the small tips that it's one of the small things that I do to try and keep myself up to date. And yeah, that's what I've got to do. There's also another thing I wanted to talk to you about this week, which was um, my YouTube channel. Over the past six to seven months, I've been making videos for my YouTube channel. And for those of you that don't know, my YouTube channel is just Gareth Rafferty, which is my name. And so on my last video, my latest video, which went out on Friday, at the end of the video, I had to say that I could no longer continually make videos for my YouTube channel. And the reason I told people that was because I have a lot of things to do at the moment and editing for me takes a good few hours, if not a day of work. And to do that takes up a lot of time. And I need to use that time to do other things and then maybe pick it up in the future or only film when I'm doing 
exciting things because over the next few weeks, all I'm really going to be doing is sitting inside my girlfriend's parents' house and basically just working. And to show that on video, it doesn't really look that fun. So what I'm, what I'm having to do is stop that because of how much work and how much time it's taking which it hurts me to say but sometimes you have to make harder decisions i am in the future looking to pick it back up whenever i'm doing those exciting things or as the company starts to grow i'm thinking about hiring someone to take that bit over someone that's way better at editing someone that can do it really quick and make it really really neat and pristine and that was a hard decision for me to make I've also realised this week, after help with the people around me, that sometimes it's very easy to make excuses without actually realising that you're making an excuse that's stopping you from progressing to the next level and the next stage, whether that's in life or in business or in a relationship. And I think it's really, really important to try and notice when you're making excuses and when you're being genuine. And I thought I was being genuine, but it took someone else to sit me down and tell me that maybe I am making a few excuses and maybe I can work harder in certain areas of my life. And it took that individual person to come and tell me for me to actually realize that I can do more. And so the way that I would advise you guys, if you think maybe I am in that situation, sit down with your closest friend, your partner, your parents, and someone that really knows you and sit down and ask them, do you think I can be more productive or be better in my life? And if they say yes, ask how, and if you don't understand, ask why. And if you don't know what to do about it, then you can sit down with them and make a schedule or a routine or just ask lots of questions because sometimes it's the people around us that can help us the most when we can't see what we're doing. Sometimes it just takes that external point of view to really throw things and throw life into balance. And I think that's all I've got left to say for this week. So I'd just like to say a huge thank you to all of you for always listening to this podcast. And if you're new, then I really hope you enjoyed this. And yeah, it hasn't been as long as normal episodes, but that's all I've got for this week. A huge thank you to all of you. This has been episode 25 of the Building from the Bottom podcast, chapter two. If you want to follow what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, then feel free to add me on any of my social media down below in the description. And if you like this, then subscribe or follow or leave a review, depending what platform you're on. And I hope to see you all next week. Thank you again. Thank you again for listening and have an awesome week. Bye.